You're listening to Signal to Noise, part of the ProSound Web Podcast Network, proudly brought to you this week by the following sponsors. Allen and Heath, introducing their new CQ series, a trio of compact digital mixers for musicians, bands, audio engineers, home producers, small venues, and installers that puts ease of use and speed of setup at the heart of the user experience. Rational Acoustics, makers of SMART, the industry-leading acoustical test and measurement software. Rational Acoustics, rational people, smart products. RCF, who has just unveiled their new TT Plus audio brand, including the high-performance GTX series line arrays and the GTS 29 subwoofer. Be sure to check it out at rcf-usa.com. That's rcf-usa.com. I wish I could break Hey, welcome to this week's episode of Signal to Noise on the Pro Sound Web Podcast Network. I'm your host, Andy Levis, and at the microphone across the interwebs from me, Sean Walker. How you guys doing? Thanks for hanging out and rocking with us. Yeah, so uh, you know, we'll jump right in and and, uh, and we'll introduce our guest right away is uh, Joe Palermo, who Joe I've known virtually for quite a long while. I think this is the first time we've ever conversed outside of a Zoom room full of about 20 or 30 folks. I think that's definitely true. And now you're in a Zoom room full of other folks. Yeah. Yeah. Now you just got, you know, two crackpots and you. Um, Joe, you're... Welcome <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the and... Thunderdome, Joe. <laughs> so, Joe, you're basically... This is already our... off the rails. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we aim for. Um, and you're, you're normally based out of Chicago? Yes. Uh, Chicago, Chicago-based... The home airport is probably more accurate than, than anything else. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. So, Joe, I know through uh, TSDCA, which uh, Lindsay's been on and talked to us a few episodes back about, but uh, as we're getting into the holiday season, the reason I particularly wanted to get Joe on is that for nine years going, Joe has been the sound designer for the Polar Express Live experience. So uh, this will, I don't know if this is the first official holiday episode of Signal Noise, but it's one of few, if any. Uh, Speaking so, of off the rails. <laughs> literally. Uh, um, so, Joe, want to give it, like, why don't, why don't you start and just give us a quick little, like, what is Polar Express Live? Sure. So, um, we, uh, we do fully immersive, uh, high-level performances on actual running trains. Uh, in this in. year, we are in Chicago, um, Oklahoma City, Whippany, New Jersey, which is just outside of New York, Paris, California, and that's it. Four cities this year. Uh, we've done it in New Orleans, uh, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, um, which I think may come back in years. Polar Express but, um, seems like a kid-friendly kind of show, and I don't get the kid-friendly vibe in New Orleans. How did that go? It is a blast. It, um, <laughs> it is a blast. Uh, it is... Um, the uh, there are a small amount of conflicts between the um, the wishes of Warner Brothers to not have alcohol on the train and the open liquor laws of New Orleans, but yeah, um, yeah. you know that is <laughs> the package stores. That's not my department, so right, totally. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. Uh, we uh, end of the season. We will have. I just got the numbers, so let me do the quickest of looks. So I don't mess this up. Uh, we are by the end of the season this year. We'll have thirty eight hundred departures and about one point six million passengers Dude, experiencing cool. the joy of Christmas uh, and hearing the story of the Polar Express through through live action theater. 
That's awesome, dude. My kids love that story. It's such a fun story. Coco and all that. I think they like the Coco, really. Like, Coco and trains, like, what's not to like, you know? <laughs> yeah. So how, how did you first get involved with that? That's like, that's one of the more unique gigs of, of, of both friends and folks we've talked to. Yeah, uh, I so it's, uh, the first show, the first attempt at this show was in Chicago. Uh, it, it, your typical uh, right place, right time kind of story. Uh, I happened to be working for an unnamed um, event services company, and uh, they put me on this show as uh, basically the engineer and loading crew. Uh, stayed on as the key lab operator and kind of system redesigner because no one at that point knew where to put gear on trains. Um. And then as a very bold 21-year-old, I emailed the producer and was like, hey, we should do this for real next year. And then <laughs> nine <laughs> years later, we're still doing it. So, um, Hey, man, if shoot you were to like, do kids. a good job, like, you should call shoot me your shot. Shoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so um, that's, that is how that happened. Uh, yeah, so what's the schedule? Because like, doing even four of them seems crazy. And if you've had years that you've done nine, like, what's, the, what's the timeline for it? Like, how far back into the year does it extend? Uh, so we start pre-production generally in June. Uh, I start hearing Christmas music maybe in May when I start opening files and finding things. Brutal. Uh, we I won't even let my wife service. skip holidays, dude. She wants to fire <laughs> Christmas music before Thanksgiving. I'm like, no, not until the day after Thanksgiving. You cannot skip holidays. And you're just like, fuck that all year round. Here we go. Ding, I ding, am ding, ding. 99% <laughs> positive that is why uh, my wife's office is on the second floor and I'm in the basement. Yeah, there um, you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Totally, dude. <laughs> Uh, we built a we built a fake train car in September in a warehouse to check through the show, uh, just for us because there's enough content to get through before you add train logistics. Totally. Um, what kind of tech can, is on the train? Um, audio wise, we're running a Acusis. Uh, I can never remember if it's a five hundred one or a five ten. Five hundred one. Five ten. A five ten. Or, or no, it might be, or did they have a five? Did they have a five hundred one before the five ten? No, I think it's a 510. Yeah, 510. Yeah. Um, at front of house. Uh, so the general layout um, on a, we'll say a six-car train is a front of house car in the middle. Um, my control is QSIS and uh, running QLab on the side. Um, and then the show actually extends out from the center in mirror to the first cars, the second cars, and the third cars. Dude, how fun. Um, each car running uh, generally six channels and an alleyway configuration as far as speakers go, 12 speakers uh, and up to four wireless per car because yeah, cool. nothing says wireless um, config like let's scan and then move a mile um, yeah <laughs> and um, yeah so full alleyway configuration, um, actors on uh, anonymous microphones, nothing is assigned, it's pick up and go and um, the show runs so like handhelds, it, it goes then, like or? it's like handhelds. It's like yeah, ready, ready handhelds. go. Good luck right. and hang on for the ride. Yeah, there are three actors that stay in each car. Um, obviously, the the audience stays put because that would be a mess. Um, <laughs> but then the main the main story actors will cycle through. So if you're you know getting the hero child in scene one and car one, then car two and car three will have some other scene happening while they wait to get the hero child because they have to move. Uh, because there is no backstage. All actors have to travel through cars. Um, Dude, crazy. And they're all so coming the, right the, through front of house, right? Because they're going, is it the whole train absolutely. or is the train cut in half? Train's cut in half. 
Right, but front of house has all the traffic coming through it too. So like, all the actors are blitzing through to go to the next car. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, um, dude! So you just start this whole thing. You're like, it's a blues route from B. Watch me for the changes and try to keep up. Boom! Here we go. It, like it, it <laughs> is. It is sixty-three Sean, minutes on the, the stopwatch. Of the of just oh, it's it's running. It's <laughs> that's awesome, dude. I want to come see this, dude. Who do I got to bribe? How do I get in here to come watch this mayhem I, unfold? I, dude? I guess me. I'm sure I get comp somewhere after nine years. <laughs> I don't even um, comp, dude. I'll pay you for it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, this it's, is, it's look, the this would be just glorious chaos him. to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, how, so how much of it is scripted versus not? Obviously, before things go off the rails, which we're gonna make so many bad train jokes this episode. I apologize oh, to everybody. Uh, it is it is full steam ahead on train puns. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, the whole thing is uh, scripted. Most scenes happen in blocks. Um, and uh, that not only includes... They have the little choo-choos on the side of the blocks. Act, a, actor lines, uh, but including train movement um, with our, like, we have a couple scenes that happen in station and then with Q3, our, our Journey Begins Q is actually timed with the stage manager calling to the, local, uh, the, the train engineer to move train. So on, on the opening suite, the train moves. Um, we have built-in now scenes uh, for train stopping because some of them have to change directions at crosses. So we'll do like a caribou crossing scene where we're like, oh, no, there's caribou on the tracks. Everyone yell at the caribou, get the caribou out of the way. <laughs> um, all So all the scenes, uh, if you're familiar with QLab or in essentially folders that run top to bottom. I'm super familiar with QLab, but Andy has never met it before, so you're going to have to catch <laughs> him up because he's slow with QLab. I might know a thing or two about <laughs> <laughs> put, I, I have By a, the way, yeah. today is opposite day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say yeah. QLab and QSys both. I, I have spent many years of my career in one QLand or another. Well, these uh, wow. these are are running in cyclical scripts, so it's uh, it's a field day on field day. <laughs> That's yeah, you know, it did it, for some reason it never actually occurred to me that y'all moved the trains during the show. I don't know why it didn't, but I just assumed they sat there. Yeah, no. So um, imagine doing your quiet time, going through tech, setting levels, and then the, the noise floor changes from uh, ambient to like 90 dB. And that is that is first train movement. Yeah. Actors Chaos. are stumbling, Chaos. trying to do hot chocolate. You know, We have monitors in the vestibules that sometimes will do a wiggle and a wobble because it's the first time moving the train to tech. It's, it's exciting. Dude, that's awesome. Just hot chocolate everywhere. Like everything's covered in hot cocoa and marshmallows. Like, oh god. First couple run the first couple uh dress runs are, are water only. So they yeah, get yeah. they get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Find your sea legs before you have to worry about the the hot things. That's it. Cables Absolutely. aren't covered in beer like at a bar show. They're covered in hot chocolate. The kids show. Man, if we could put a cable on the floor, I'd be so much happier, <laughs> but you can't because the FRA forbids it. Okay. See, where the I have toured a kid's show, and when there's kids around, I'm going to tell you that's a wish you make until you've had cables on the floor in a kid's show, and I'm going to leave it at that. I listen. Um, you know, uh, you try to uh, eliminate points of failure, but uh, each <laughs> vestibule is two slammy doors, and you have to have a break between cars in case they have to disconnect cars from each other. Oh, geez. So there are ca- cable connectors everywhere. Rad, dude. So no oh, challenges yeah. at all. It's pretty much just smooth sailing, like zero smooth. challenges, pretty easy, piece of cake, right? Like piece of cake. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, got it. Cool. <laughs> so how do you how do you manage all that stuff between the cars? Like is it just regular connectors like everybody's got, or do you have a special like it auto pulls apart if the train pulls apart or something you had to have made or what? 
Well, um, everything auto pulls apart. The train pulls apart. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll sort out an XLR in a hurry. I got it. Yeah. It, it will sort it out. No, we are. The whole thing is a, is a Dante primary secondary, so it's all EtherCon connectors in the middle. Easy. Yeah, a train so. would sort that out. No problem. Oh, yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, funny. Cool. So everything is Dante. So then you are driving also. How, you, how are you breaking out to the speakers in the other rooms? Or do they have Dante inputs on them? Uh, I wish. Uh, no, currently <laughs> we are um, we are TO based, so a TO sixteen eight by Yamaha. Sure. Um, f- uh, speeding four, no, three amplifiers, two, three two channel amplifiers, uh, and the the monitors and the best wheels. So each car has a TO in it, basically that you can that yeah. you break in and out of. Yeah, sweet. The, there's changes are slow to make on a show of this scale because you can't do. You can't do just one. Like if I said I wanted, if one you wanted the more, DZRs that had Dante already in them as powered speakers, you can't do it just for one. You got to do it for all nine cities or whatever. And then they're like, "What was five yeah. grand is now fifty or a hundred or whatever," and that's rough. Exactly yeah, that. Yeah, we want one more mic per car. Okay, well that's eighty six. So totally, oh. dude. totally <laughs> fantastic. Sweetwater's like, we love you. Make those changes. You're like, nah, nah, we're cool. <laughs> Shout out to uh, TC for long in Chicago. There, for, there you go. Uh, totally. <laughs> Yes. For taking uh, all your money always, right? Like <laughs> Always, but honestly also being, um, this is the kind of show where you can't really have a rental house. You need a, a gear collaborator, as I like to call them. Totally. You know, there's a lot of a lot of year round, like, I'm thinking about this for next year. And it's like, okay, let's actually do a shootout before we put it on a train. Like, let's go set it up and Yeah, here we need to borrow this for a few weeks, bro. Can we like make sure this works for us? And yeah, yeah. Before you buy ninety, let's uh yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. And that's awesome to have somebody like that, a trusted partner that you can just go, hey. Buddy, we need like a hundred of these to fuck with them for the. I mean, mess with them for the weeks, and then uh, <laughs> I can bloop that out, right, Andy? Oh my gosh! Because I can't. I can't imagine somebody said a dirty word on this show, but <laughs> that would be rad. Just have a teammate like that to be like, "Hey, we're gonna try this. Can we come borrow these and then bring them back if they didn't work?" Or you know, what I mean, that's great. Yep. <clears throat> uh, so you were saying it's a mix of like QSIS and QLab. How does that like is one triggering the other, or is QSIS just doing the system backend and you're running it in? Um, so, uh, yeah, so all content lives in QLab. Um, I spent a lot of time and a lot of scripting this year to really improve the, the engineer's interface with QSys. Um, and part of that, sorry, um, part of that is, uh, a lot of scripts running back and forth between QSys and QLab to see everything is happening. Um, so we're running two Mac minis in redundancy. Mm -hmm. Um, and at front of house, you can't see any of the cars. So now on the user page, I have a script in QLab that reports what folder is running in each car stack um, on both the primary and secondary computer so that they can see, oh, what's happening in car one, two, and three, and both computers are still in sync. Um, we Dude, have, that's uh, sweet. So the show's pretty much on the rails, as it were. It is. We have a uh, we have time code coming out of QLab and then actually looping back in to QSys Core because there are now out of beta uh, time code readers, um, so we can troubleshoot easier if QLab is having an issue playing that many files or it's an analog issue somewhere else. Dude, cool. um, scripts polling the whole network. So if you if a car goes down or a network connection gets kind of severed, they can see where the break is by the errors that pop up. Lost car five. Sorry, dog. 
Good totally. luck pushing it happens, home. <laughs> happens more than you think. Not uh, physically, but network-wise. Um, oh, I, I meant physically. Like, see ya. No. <laughs> Push them home. Get one of the little trucks with, ever, the, with the rails for wheels or whatever. <laughs> we've we've never lost a car. We've definitely lost an engine. But Yikes. that's fine. Um, Yikes, dude. Yeah. Um, and then the other, I think the other big script we put in this year is um, pulling all of the, the wireless for, for battery and RF status. So it's all on one page as well. Nice. Um, dude, so, that's awesome. As long as everything is green, it should go. <laughs> dude, killer. It's green is good, up is louder. Uh, uh, yeah. 100%. Uh, so, but when, when, we were, when we were settling in before this, you mentioned something about a, a misplaced venue at some point. Yeah, so um, <laughs> you, there, the, the train itself is a living, breathing animal. Um, and there was one year we were loading in in Chicago, I think it was 2017, and we showed up to start tech, and nobody knew where the train was. Uh, so there we are standing in the yard, and uh, it turns out it had gone to the train wash and been left uh, outside. So it, you know, Reason's tech schedule went sideways. It wasn't lighting, it wasn't sound, <laughs> it was just lost venue. Train decided it needed a shower. Hey, at least it yeah. was squeaky clean when you got it back. You know, we've we've had generators blow, and we've had to cancel tech days. We in New Jersey once there was a blizzard, so we actually canceled tech and took our train to the NJ, uh, the New Jersey Transit Station, so all the actors could get on the train back to New York. Jeez, oh, um, we've uh, just I mean, in that, Oklahoma's... better better than carpooling vans like most theater oh, shows do, though. I'll, I'll grant it. Absolutely, that. <laughs> absolutely. We we almost didn't make opening. I think it was twenty. 19 in Chicago because there was a uh, major derailment in Union Station uh, and our train was stuck on the other side. Oh no. So we were just, you know, we had gear, we had cases, we had crew. We just couldn't (laughs) get to the venue. I mean, that sounds like every corporate event that party bigs are on ever, but... (laughs) Are they they a New York thing or are you guys intimately familiar with the party pigs? Oh, that's a New York thing. I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a, a particular uh, company in New York that does a lot of the the party like tables and chairs and that sort of thing. That their logo is actually a hippo, but they are known for just very piggishly blocking every and any access to the venue when they get there. Regardless, so like of if what's... court was a full fail, that that's what you're talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you have and court, so, and so, there, right? court so rentals while, or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, while, yeah. While, they, yeah, while they will insist that it, that it is a hippo, it is everybody calls them the party pigs because they they hog the, up all the dock space. I exactly, got it. exactly. We have, lighting, yeah. we have a lighting company out here like that. They just poop semis all over the dock, and you're like, "Hey, man, there's a schedule." They're like, "Man, sorry." You're like, I'm just "Punch you in the face, dude." <laughs> Yeah, so there was a 1.1 now. What was it? The the Evergreen container ship that had blocked up the canal like a couple oh, years yeah. ago. Right. There was a there was a meme that went around from that that somebody had just labeled, you know, the loadout, and then labeled the block <laughs> truck party pigs. <laughs> yeah, that flew around dude. certain New York event circles very oh, fast. Dude, there, the, I feel like there's not many sure ways to ensure that people don't like you than just like messing up their ins and outs hardcore like that consistently. You know what I mean? Like we could get through the show, but by the time it's done, I'm ready to go home. And there's still hours for the work to do. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like (laughs) look, kiss and hugs, love you. This was great. I gotta go, dude. I got stuff to do. You know what I mean? Like sleep. So could you get out of my way and get off my dock, please? You know? 
they're all, no, man, I got five more trucks of stuff. <laughs> and these have to be ready by tomorrow morning. Ugh. Oh, also, you have to be out uh, an hour after your curtain. So good luck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Why do I need so many more people on the out? Because there's an hour to get out of here. And you've got the party pigs hogging up the whole fucking doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, just tr- trying to get us back on track. Sorry. Hey. Or, we, we derailed that train. Sorry, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, coal in your stockings later. Oh, no. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I know Santa personally. He's going to hear about this. <laughs> That's right. Just, just going to hop the train right to Santa. And <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know at least 30 Santas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, so don't you, tell, you, don't tell my kids. There's 30 of them. They'll be like, "Can we get 30 times the presents?" <laughs> <laughs> that that tracks. That yeah, it, it, it tracks for you that your kids would not be the wait. Santa's not real. And would be like, "Come on, nope. all 30." Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, all yeah, all them. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Joe, Joe, you were starting to talk about how, like, there's sort of like you can't do cables on the floor, and there's certain like with it, and now particularly understanding that it's a moving train, I'm seeing how all these like things come into play. Like, what other kind of curveballs does that throw that you wouldn't have on like a typical or just like, installed piece, or just curves? Yeah, um, there are so many nitty gritty things that pop up. Um, and I think one of the the most consistent, especially around load-in, is that no two train cars are the same, uh, generally, for our show. There are duplicate train cars out in the world. If you've ridden like an Amtrak train, they all look the same. Um, most of these events are at railway museums, where they're all old classic cars. So it, you know, as, as soon as you figure out how to get cables in the front door of a car, then you have to figure out how to get to the luggage racks, and then you have to figure out how to get out of the car. Um, do your speakers fit on the luggage rack? Do they fit over the lip? Do you have to wood block them? Is there enough power? Is the power clean? It's never clean. Um, <laughs> but at least the know, train how, was clean that one time. That one time. Um, you know, uh, vestibules, I think, are the biggest uh, logistic as far as like regulation goes. Uh, what we can tie cables to. Uh, no handles, no doorways, no blocking entrances, exits. Um, how much swag there has to be between each car so that they can pull apart safely, or um, if the train cars are going to separate on a curve that the cables don't snap. Um, oh yeah, the lists the 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 list just goes. Uh, last year I had a I I, uh, I got a new production audio head and just kind of watching him digest each train car for the first time was. Uh, a treat and also sad to see his soul die slightly as as cool. each logistical nightmare popped in. Hi, Santa. I promise to never complain about having to run cables over the doorway in a ballroom again. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Encore. That's right. How how many how many times is this cable going to get smashed in this doorway before it gives up? We're going to find out together. It's it's uh, a <laughs> we're going to find out together. There is, I, I can send you both a photo uh, uh, post-recording. There is one of the cars in Oklahoma City. Uh, the back door is a French door. It closes in the middle. Uh-huh. So there is no way to run cables through. Oh, yeah, because you got to keep clear of the path. But luckily, the, the bathroom in that car is non-functional. So we have, in fact, run it out through the toilet, back into the vestibule. 
and on its merry way. Okay, wait, do you mean literally through the toilet or? Oh, yes. Wow. You know, and I was going to, I was going to mention earlier and forgot about it that, that the wackiest place I've ever had to do a support call on a show was indeed inside a public bathroom. And you managed <laughs> to bring it back around to that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back that up. There was. I'd have to. I'd have to look it up and find the article. But there was. It was an Irish theater company that came in in Central Park at the Bethesda Terrace, took over the two bathrooms there, and there was a. It was a play in two acts, and mm. you got split in half, and you saw one side of the story, and then saw the other side. It was like a politician sex scandal sort of thing, from what I recall. So and every politician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Department of Redundancy, redundant. Uh, but yeah, so you would you would either go into the men's room and see that side of the story first, and then go into the ladies' room and see that side of the story, or you'd see it in the other side. And I believe they even tried to split up. Like if you were there with a group, they would try and split you up so you could then debate what you thought of the story depending on which half of it you oh. saw first. Oh, uh, yeah, cool. That's, that's how I ended up doing a service call on a small you know QLab playback system in the middle of a bathroom <laughs> in Central Park. Nice. nice. Yeah. That's we not usually what you're doing in the toilet, bathroom of Central so, Park, right? Uh, no, but we can't talk about that. It's PG-13. Yeah, all right. Hey. We're, we're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but th- those bathrooms were still functional, so we did we could not go through the toilet. But um, that that brings me I, back I to I wouldn't the, recommend it either way. Uh, again, I refer back to the doing family arena shows, the things that cables get dragged <laughs> through when they go on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Totally. Wrap cables, wash hands, then eat. Yep. Tell, tell warn your shop guy, yo, bro, wear gloves on this Listen, pack man. coming home. Yeah. That was the, there was when I toured for Sesame Street Live years ago. Um, there was infamously the year before somebody had dragged their delay speaker through a diaper for about a hundred foot oh, worth of length gosh, before realizing gross. and called home and they they likewise own their own systems and so called to the home office. And the head of sound at the time was like, which cable was it? And he's like, it was the NL4 for the delay run. He's like, I'll send you a new one because it's that. If it was your 12-pair driveline, <laughs> you'd be cleaning it. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, go do kid shows. They Yuck. said it'll be fun, they said. Yuck. Um, so that's, I mean... Like how, how? What else do you do when you're not working on the on the Polar Express from May through now? Uh you know that is a um, an ever evolving uh, <laughs> freelance lifestyle. Um, I I mostly have built myself as a as a sound designer for theater. Um, I, I think I think the times are changing on that. Perhaps um, I have I have recently been thinking that. Uh, I think content is what I do more for enjoyment and perhaps less for money. I think we have all kind of reached that point at some point. Um, so doing a lot more right now, corporate work, um, trying to become, if possible, a, a full-time freelance excuses programmer, I think is my my dream dream. All right. So if I've done it on a train, I can do it for you. Pretty, pretty well, much. That is perfect because <laughs> that makes most people's eyes cross trying to do that. So I think... Andy's the only person that I've met that doesn't make their eyes cross. So now I know two. Right? <laughs> yeah, and I feel like at some point, Joe and I have bonded over like some stupid, can you do this in QSIS? Do you know a way to do Yep. Yeah, that's, uh, I think Joe's been a phone a friend at least once or twice. 
there's there's definitely been we're still talking about Qsys, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. At least <laughs> four instances on the on the Facebook group of like him posting, I need to do this, and me going, but why? And me posting, I need to do this, and him going, but why? And it's like, I just do. Because yeah. train car dog. Listen, yeah. consultants, <laughs> I just, consultants, don't ask. I've, I've got four mics that are always on in front of 12 speakers. I don't know what to tell you, man. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, how how heavy a reinforcement is it? Is it just very like subtle voice lift, or no? With the so between the the addition of, um, I think our biggest cars hold 120 passengers, uh, so that many children, um, plus plus train base noise floor, and then it's it's dynamic content. It is full. It is full force. Gotcha. Um, so it is it is heavily uh, reinforced. Um, what. Three, like what type of rig is in there? Uh, so we have twelve. Um, either the QSC, I'm going to butcher this thing, AD S fifty twos, I believe, um, or the Yamaha VX fives. Uh, we've started switching out because we've been doing this long enough that our QSC speakers are now legacy, which is sad. Um, it happens fast, kids. It happens fast. Uh, and and we, are, well, we love QSIS. If there's one phrase you know well, if you do QSIS, it's supply chain delays. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, we we very luckily bought these cores before things started going sideways on that, so we were happy there. Um, we are running at maximum four uh, wireless 58s in each car, which is great. Uh, and then one fun effect mic, just a, a typical um, like announce clicky button side, like a Telex, um, that our conductor uses uh, for... "Quote unquote conductor train vo's, all our board and stuff like that, in each car. Yeah, um, yeah. using the actually using the uh, the signal presence uh, uh, object in QSIS, it auto fires the um, the crackle to match uh, the rest <laughs> nice. of my my sound design for vo's. Yeah, so it actually works out pretty well. Oh, that's that's kind um, of brilliant. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason our producer agreed to spend the money on the QSIS cores because he saw that functionality and was like, it's magic. And I was like, great. <laughs> You're like, it nice. sure is. Give me your credit. Yeah. Card. Yeah, um, <laughs> cut it that does, PO, dog. It does drive me a little nuts after this experience when I'm uh, working on site and and someone, uh, if I'm not running as an A1, is complaining that you know uh, they have one handheld that is near a speaker um, <laughs> when I have four mics per car that are always on and never assigned. They are grab at random and say your lines. So they are always EQ'd, gained, and matched the same. So delay zoning, I imagine, is not really a thing. Non-existent. Uh, right. I smarch. I, I smarch for EQ because um, uh, a lot of things get blocked and tubed. Uh, it's a giant. Uh, if, if you're a physics nerd, it is a giant cunt's tube, uh, which uh, resonates. I'm sorry, with I don't think I heard what you just said. It is a cunt's tube. That is the <laughs> that is the physical term. Uh-huh. Um, which is great. We're gonna we're gonna deep dive for a second here. Um, it is great for resonating at very odd frequencies and then still killing a bunch of others. Uh, and then also, as far as RF goes, it is wonderful uh, as a giant metal tube for multipath uh, interference for wireless as well. So, um, but we've we've nailed it now. It's it's going. Uh, for those playing along at home, if you're wondering, but Joe, how do you have all those wireless next to each other running around a city? Uh, here is your fun physics nerd fact. A train car 
in metal construction with a bunch of voltage running through it is a Faraday cage, and it blocks most exterior All RF right. for us. Well, Sa- saving screams, there. can't get the wireless, winning. <laughs> it is so, you know, when you're having wireless problems at home, just uh, build a train car and you'll be just fine. You've been watching my shows again, haven't you, you son of a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> no longer will I be allowed to complain about one mic, I guess. I, you got me. <laughs> Damn it. Every time I got one, I'll be like, but Joe's battling all of them at the same time. <laughs> and moving. They're, I'm such a and wuss. And moving. And they're, they're, <laughs> the width of the train car, I think the furthest a mic can be from a speaker is a foot and a half. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So, it's, Brutal. It's times. Hey, you're, t- you're a tougher man than I, Joe. You're a tougher man than I. It's okay. Easy. We have we have 72 hours of tech. It's good enough. <laughs> Holy crap, dude! That's intense. I'd be, I'd be curled is... under a bench crying. <laughs> it is why I, the, I think uh, there's actually a train regulation about that. However, no crying on the train. <laughs> oh, like there baseball. is crying on the train. You just have to take it to a vestibule, <laughs> <laughs> but not while the train is moving. Uh, I I am uh, not I am not saying anything about opening train doors <laughs> at any point in time. Oh yes, you are now. <laughs> we um. I mean, what do they What do they call it? It can't be the Mile High Club. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. No. Uh. But we just speaking of of, of you know non show based train based shenanigans. Um. So we used to do the show in New Orleans. Uh. And there's a there is a think every other day train from Chicago to New Orleans. So we actually used to load in simultaneously Chicago and New Orleans' train up here in Chicago. Uh, and then we would just hitch the New Orleans train on the back of the one running to New Orleans. <laughs> and genius, we would really. hang out, um, all six of us, with six empty train cars, six lighting and sound systems, and a cold vestibule for alcohol, and just uh, have a great time. Just rage from Chicago to New Orleans, and by the time you got there, they were like, "You want something to drink?" You're like, "Nah, dog, I'm good." <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> don't yeah. don't hear the bloody It's shoot. like, dude, dude, it's ten o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, right. Totally. Dim, he, dim, dim, dim. You're like, I gotta go to Molly's in the market and get a bloody Molly, dude. I can't. This whole like waking up too early. Like, it's noon. You're like, I know, I can't. <laughs> That's and you, and you know what? I feel, some of that is I feel like doing kid shows. Like it was. I survived college without really learning too much about drinking or hangovers, but 10 months of Sesame Street Live, sitting there doing like screaming loud kids and screaming loud Muppets at 10 in the morning and suddenly realizing it's like I turned to one of the other, to the front of house lighting off. But, you know, as the show came down, like, wait a second, is this what a hangover is? (laughs) Yeah. Bro, you got it easy if it's 10 a.m. That shit starts at 7 a.m. around here. (laughs) Just wait till you're a parent. That shit never stops, dude. Fair enough. You, you want to see, I guess, a struggle train. Uh, our first New Year's Day production in New Orleans. Those oh actors <laughs> rocking slowly at 15 miles an hour. Oh, my. It was, um, it was uh, get your lines out and uh, get some fresh air. Yeah, come back in. So, so what I'm getting is that if, if you're going to drink while doing that show, that's something you really have to train for. Oh. Hey. Yeah, totally. Hey, man, so, at, least, at least they don't get caught doing rails in the back of the car. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> oh no. Yeah, it's coming off the tracks quick, bro. I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to say, pretty soon we're going to have to tie you to the tracks. (laughs) I don't think I consent. Joe's like, I'm out. (laughs) No no kink shaming. Hey, no, 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 no. But you do have to wear a hard hat, so. Uh, Yeah, no, ocean matters. (laughs) It does, it does, it does. All heads matter, is that what you're at? So there's... There's OSHA. I know you dropped another th- three or four letter organization in there. Those at the the Railway Authority. Yeah. So technically, the the Federal Railroad Authority and uh, uh, Department of Transportation. Um, I actually just did my my Amtrak contractor tests this morning to get my badge, so we can load in Chicago. All right. Yeah. Uh, on a scale of uh, one to a VIXA CTS, how how was the Amtrak test? It's um it is mostly common sense um. They mostly want you to know you can't lick the third rail and you can't get free travel with your pass. I'm out. If I can't lick the third rail, I'm out. Screw it. You get you, to do it. You can just once. Uh, nice. I guess it's really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because it's it's, it is, it's nationwide, so there's a lot of variation too. Like in um in the so there are uh, some cities the, where you can lick, lick the rail. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, there are some cities where the um the the there's a catenary system which is the over the head power lines. Um, so if All you right. want to lick those, you have to jump really high. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Challenge accepted. New Orleans and, and <laughs> Vegas, you can lick the third rail every place else. No, no go. No go, no go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this conversation <laughs> took a shocking turn. <laughs> he said they loaded a car full of booze and actors and headed to New Orleans. Where did you think it was going, bro? Uh, d- fair, fair. It's, <laughs> it did say it right on the ticket. Uh, yeah. <laughs> see, when you, said we were talking about, when you said we were talking about conductors, <laughs> I didn't understand we were talking about the rails. Yeah, <laughs> I totally. thought you meant the human. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so I, I do like getting on a tangent because I, I, my ADHD brain getting on a tangent. Like we uh, haven't been on a tangent for yeah, an hour. Where, where, where were we? Fair where enough. We? Fair. We were on a tangent. Who off am, a tangent I? Where off am I? What am I doing? <laughs> um, but you, it happened to pop into my mind, and I just mentioned it. And I know you're uh, Vixa CTS certified as well. Yes. Um, I know a lot of our listeners and maybe Sean aren't familiar with that. Do you want to kind of give a quick rundown of that? Uh, yeah. So the um, there are there are I guess in its base uh, the CTS is a a um, international. Is it international? I think, yeah, I, think so. I, I forget what a VIXA stands for. So CTS is Certified Technology Specialist. Technology Specialist, right? Uh, which is to say that uh, anyone who possesses that certification has passed. A proficiency exam in uh, the both the fundamentals and kind of advanced theories of audio, lighting, video. Uh, oh, honk, 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 honk. Um, Wait, for the you editor, guys, um, you guys are proficient. Oh, proficient. Man. I'm messing um, this all up. And, and I, I, power, I just, I, I just test well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, but I, I, I did just fine. Um, Seventy-eight is passing, and. Uh, <laughs> But it, it is, um, uh, I don't know what it, you know, what it means to you in your heart, but for me, it was a great way to uh, spread my, uh, my, ignorance or ig- ooh, my ignorances around to learn more about <laughs> who I'm collaborating with and, and why. Right on. Um, and uh, to learn that also there are standards out there, the ANSI standards, which apply um, across all fields, uh, do also apply to... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm in and the wrong America. room. You guys have standards? I'm in the wrong room. I'm sorry, guys. Low I gotta standards, go. but we do have standards. 
you know, this is so, this is how you figure out how to hang your TV so your neck doesn't hurt. Is yeah, or like how, nice thing how big it needs to be for a certain viewing distance and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, um, yeah, and Avixa and Avixa is is just to fill in a little bit of history. It's what used to be Infocom, and so they still run Infocom as the conference, but the organization has changed its name, and it is the Audiovisual and Integrated Experience Association is what Avixa stands for, which is a thing that's despite mouthful. having. Taking the test, I just learned now. <laughs> I bet that's one other <laughs> organization just Google. like mine that wishes they had picked something shorter so they never type out that fucking email address every time. <laughs> it does look nice and like like a curved font, though. It's just long enough, yeah. you know? Yeah, <laughs> um, but it, it is also, uh, just to kind of wrap that point up, is a, uh, a great way to encourage yourself to continue to learn. There is like a renewal credit system. Yep. I'm sure you've seen it if you've done any online uh, classes, uh, CTS uh, credits. Um, that you need to get this is yeah, a limit think, per every couple of years. Yeah, I think I need to actually check in on those and see where I am and see when my renewals do. And I've been going through the debate of renewing or not because I got it when I was working for the install company, and it's one of those like right. I don't know that I need it now, but it's also it's going to be harder to reget it than to just rack up the credits and renew it. So one hundred percent, I. Uh, and well, you just on the bay employed, Andy. But if you're not certified, we we just can't. Like, I, you know, you got to go. You yeah, you well, go. Have you yeah, just done you're, the, you're the out, base bro. CTS, Joe, or have you done the CTS D or I? Uh, just the base for now. Um, I have been considering to do the uh, D, which stands for design, instead of the I, which is integration. Um, just almost solely because I am a physics nerd, and it's it's easier to propel myself to learn things in my field as opposed to like astrology or not astrology astronomy um different things very different things what is your very different things uh i think i'm a libra what are you wearing (laughs) down sean down (laughs) i love it i think i'm like i don't know i don't know uh could talk about black holes forever but um that's fine uh but which is what the show almost tipped down a minute ago oh no (laughs) I wonder what the dobbler going into a, into a black hole sounds like. Dude, I don't know, uh, but that reverb's killer. You ever I'm put pretty black sure hole it, reverb on, like it just puts everything in oh, deep black space. Black hole reverb is great. It's killer, dude. Oh my god, um, that's the one of the few that somebody's gonna stab me for saying this, but it's one of the few that I will actually insert on something and be like, you know what? You're going to deep space nine, motherfucker. <laughs> just like, see ya. Listen. I was gonna say black hole reverb is the name of my Pink Floyd style Soundgarden cover band. Nice. There you go. If you want to have a weird night, we're still doing a reverb, right? (laughs) Yes. Get yourself an Xbox Connect. Okay. Just map all of the settings to all of your limbs and get wiggly. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) This is going on a website we can't talk about on this show, but I I, I want to see this go down. I've got a basement. I've got too many hue lights. Come on over. <laughs> right. Right. Totally. Meanwhile, and if you want to br- see my- that video, that'll be, we'll put a link in the show notes. No, I'm just kidding. Just- so is that, it was, that's Patreon only, right? That's, uh- yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, my, only brain fans. Is, my brain is just sitting here going, wiggle, 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 wiggle. <laughs> wiggle, 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 the, the, yeah. The, 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 the rainbow Squidward. Yeah, doing, yeah. Uh, that's yeah, uh-huh. percent, dude. <laughs> So uh, I, I assume the, doing a show on a train is like top of like cool career highlights for you. Like, are there other like particularly cool notable things you that, 
or does that just like far surpass any anything else you've done? As, for for several, I mean, for there's a couple of reasons why it is kind of the tops and probably will remain that way for quite a while. Um, I think the other like coolest thing I've done kind of recently, uh, I did the QSIS programming for the uh, uh, the Royal Music Hall and uh, oh Lord Oman, which is in the Middle East. All right, uh, they, well, I bet that was an a, interesting show. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to go, unfortunately, but it's like a history of music exhibit from um, it's three floors and it starts with like, this is a sine wave and ends with like, and this is how the Beatles happened and kind of builds you through like dude, cool sound technology. Nice. So that was pretty neat. That's super cool, dude. Yeah. Um, the time zone was not fun to work through, but otherwise, fine. Totally, dude. Yeah, and totally. I mean, maybe it's because it sounds like with, with doing that and also with the train a little bit, one thing that might be of interest to touch on is I know I've done some work on like some more like install museum type experiences in QLab and QSIS. And it's one of those things that like you can know either of those platforms, like the back of your hand in a theater environment. But as soon as you're doing an exhibit or something that's cycling people through it repeatedly, every single rule changes, every single best practice changes. Like, how, how and Joe's nodding, nodding affirmatively as I say <laughs> this, like, how, yeah, how have you? Is there any like particular like things that you've you found your workflow or your style changing in adapting to situations like that? I'm gonna take kind of a cop out answer, I think, <laughs> but maybe not. Um, it might get might get weirdly good. Um, I think really what I have learned is to just in those situations when I'm walking in a new environment is really to turn off the little voice in the back of my head and just actually trust my ears. You know, like it might, you might be doing things in a way that seems incorrect based on the things you have done before. But at the end of the day, if it sounds better than when you didn't do that, then it's a good idea and you should do it. Right on. Yeah. That's like, and I know <laughs> when wrong it, is right, Andy, when wrong is right. <laughs> right. Well, and I know like one of the things like I've, I've found with like particularly exhibits, so more like that latter project you were talking about, I don't know how much it applies to the train as the whole. We are very in that mindset of a go and like a human triggers as much as possible unless it's not needed and, and giving us a lot of control. And in a lot of those more like exhibit experiences, you need a much heavier level of robustness because you're not necessarily going to have a skilled operator there all day. And it's just the way things interlink. Like, like I took over a project a couple, I guess about a year ago on like, there was basically a gallery thing with like different visits going and special, like in video all running in QLab. And the person who programmed it, you could tell watching it, they were somebody who did a lot of like dance shows and theater shows. This was very sequential and everything happened in time based off one time of day trigger at the start of the day. And that's fine uh -huh. until things suddenly spiral out of control or you need to make any change and mm -hmm. figuring out where you need to repair it becomes a lot harder. Whereas instead, if everything happens on a scheduled time of day trigger and then you just disarm those triggers when you don't want them to run, that means that when you rearm them, it's going to pick right back up where you left it. And that's a, a workflow that right. people just aren't used to working in at all. Yeah. I... Kind of on, I was actually thinking about this on my flight today that um, as far as odd projects go, this is one of the luckiest things I could have gotten 
because not only is it challenging, but it's it's annual. So every year, I I open everything and I look at the best I could achieve last year with like the new brain that I have after a year of of, of increased you know practice, and I I feel like a lot of especially freelancers don't get that kind of repetitive like litmus test of like this is what I could do and this is how I can do it better. But going back and since I was twenty one, I mean that's I'm thirty now. That's that's an insane amount of, of dude. Growth. How cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think every one of us looks back at the like post game film, right? And at at I mean, we do it for every show, but I assume people do it for, at least for some shows where you're like, All right, next time I would blah 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 whatever, right? And yeah. Dude, how cool to have that hindsight every time as yeah, you come and, into the, the next year and you're like, I'm going to crush this year. And, and then you're also like the year end, you're have like, a, sorry, it was better, but I'm gonna do it again, you know? Yeah. Cause you know, you, you make some changes and things break in new ways and, or some gear doesn't like train power or things happen that way. Um, and, and luckily we are also to uh, have a, a producing team who uh, support that kind of growth and aren't just, you know, let's rake in the cash and, and just do it as is, you know? Totally. Yeah, that's, cool. that's gotta be huge. Having being able to go back and say, Hey, we want to do this and not, Simply getting the why it worked fine last year. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's are, totally. The 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 kind of mind uh, behind this whole project. Um, uh, a man who was also in the right place at the right time. Uh, Mike May is our. I think now he's the VP of the company. Uh, he was an Amtrak engineer for many years, but before that, he actually studied at Columbia for lighting design. Uh, so very much was in that crossroads and I was leaving Amtrak for personal reasons when this project appeared as like, we're thinking of doing theater on trains and he just happened to be that right guy again. And dude, yeah, that, that is cool. a very narrow Venn diagram of it's, intersection. <laughs> the, yes. But, <laughs> right. but comes at it with like that crazy knowledge of like, you know, intimate train detail and then can step back and be like, but I need to talk to you as a designer now. Can you put on your like your lighting designer brain? Let's let's think about this for a second. And he he can do that, which is wild. Yeah, that's Dude, that's cool. an amazing resource to have. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so like when you're like talking about like the lessons from one year to the next, like how much of do you? I'm assuming you kind of hit that on both ends. Where when it finishes, you do you like postmortem it right away and then revisit before the next one comes up? Yeah, I um. I have, I mean, I have a running document that starts generally in September when we start teching uh, in the fake train car. Yeah. Of like already, like oh man, um, you know. Here's, here's the thing: great. it's too late to fix now, but let's get out of it next or, time. Or even like, I mean, a lot of the concept works, and that's great. A lot of what I'm trying to do now is is simplifying, um, and and make the the user experience as clean and and doable as possible because it is I can only imagine quite terrifying as a technician to walk in, have 72 hours to learn a show and and then be on a train. Um, so really trying to support them as much as I can. Um, but uh, yes, I, I will usually take my uh, my audio like traveling team out to dinner kind of in the last city and go, give me all your unbiased thoughts. I will not be offended. Like it's all fresh. Just what actually sucked for you to load in, what sucked to work with, uh, what, what that, can be yeah. better. That's a yeah, huge thing every time, and that, that's a lesson like I've learned and taught, and like I want I want to highlight yeah. that one because yeah, if 
Like if you can ask the folks who are actually setting it up, what would help them? Because you may think you know what will help them, but if you're not actually Absolutely. doing it, you may be noticing a thing that they don't really care about at all and missing three other things that they like. I yeah. co- I covered a tour as like interim head audio for like a month and a half, and actually we were in Chicago, and I had a list a mile long of the things I would like to fix in the one or two work calls I had, and I knew I wasn't going to get to them. So the best thing I realized you could do is I went to not even the road crew because they had the same list I did, maybe a little shorter. <laughs> went to the local crew at that theater in Chicago and said like, "Hey, Mike," which if you've worked in any of the union houses in Chicago, they're all named Mike. I I kid you not. Uh, so it's always a safe bet to say, hey, Mike, but went up to Mike and, and said, hey, I've got this whole long list of things I want to fix. We only have eight hours. What one or two things can I fix in eight hours that would have made your load an easier? And that is the fastest way both to make sure that you're doing what the show needs the most and to get them on your side. Absolutely. Yeah. I. They're both, both yes that 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 level of collaboration will will just make a team so much happier um but also i think there's that feeling of of ownership that comes from like it is the things that i need to change that got changed and so i am a part of this bigger piece and that is invaluable yeah i mean on the running crew side like is it is it generally like fresh folks every year do you have folks that come back year after year we we definitely have returners um it I think the general general length of return is probably two seasons. Um, my our traveling team has been fairly consistent. We had a big turnover last year, uh, but both my production audio people came back this year, which is great. Uh, shout out to John and Paul if you if you happen to listen to this. What up, John and Paul? Lovely. Um, and hopefully they come back next year because I need them. And um, <laughs> you, you hear that, guys? You got negotiating leverage. <laughs> that listen, I when it comes to negotiating, I I I am not union, but I am pro worker. Um, uh, so I almost will never. If someone says any more money, I just say, you know, I'm not the person to tell, but I'll back you up, and that's what that is. So, dude, totally. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like we're all true. We're all trying to do the same thing. It's um, if we have to cut train cars, maybe not, but otherwise, <laughs> fine. Um, yeah. Um, just I've once, you know, you want to throw that lever, though. But usually yeah. they're asking for that much more money. It's not like they're asking for double. They're asking for fifty bucks or a hundred bucks a day or something. Where you're like, I mean, it it matters. It adds up. But it's not right. like, hey man, I need another fucking ten thousand dollars a day or something stupid. Where you're like, no, totally. Uh, as far as local crews go, we we've especially this year really run the gamut of the greenest of the green. To um, I think in OKC we have one audio op who's this is year four, which we love. Um, so it, it it is it is exciting to sit down for like the thirty seconds I have with them to go, you know, this is the user page in Qsys. Have you seen a Qsys? No. Okay, great. Um, this is Dante controller. Have you seen a Dante? No. Okay, great. Um, and and hopefully getting them up to at least run the show and then remote supporting. And, and you know, we we touched on the Qsys. We didn't actually touch on what what physical interface are they? Is it like a Qsys touchscreen or an iPad or? There's no, there's too much information, um, and I, I, I prefer to have a computer open with QS Designer open anyway. Uh, so one of my tabs is just a show run control tab. Copy. So it's not a UCI. It's like straight. No, it's, oh, it's wow. straight. It is because I need the real estate with uh, Chicago being our biggest train is eight cars. So that is 
eight streams of time yeah. come to monitor. There's you know all too too much information. Right on. So I just to fill in because I saw that look on on Sean's face, and I know there are listeners out there. <laughs> I uh, universal control interface, something control interface, user UCI. control interface. User, there we go. I was trying to make it too fancy. Yeah, user no. control. UCI is basically the touch panel interfaces you build in QSIS that can either run on a, a desktop viewer on an iPad, and nowadays with certain limitations in a web browser. Was that my Homer Simpson face? You were just like, oh shit. The, the, little, no monkey, the little monkey in the brain going, <laughs> <laughs> Totally. I was it's, like, what the f are you talking about? It's where you put all the buttons that you want people to touch and hide I'm a, all the buttons. I'm a button pusher. It's the page full of tapping <laughs> things and blinking things. Yeah. yeah, word. So the tap tempo and the, the pushy buttons and the blinky blinks, and I got it. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Word. Yeah. All right, sweet. And is that uh, is that on a touch screen? Are the screens touch screen, or is it like keyboard and mouse? And it's it's straight up on a Windows computer. Um, oh, word. So also, uh, so that's reliable. That all except we have this one in Oklahoma City that wanted to update every ten minutes for three days straight. So who knows? Oh, oh no. no, dude! We had this corporate show for. <clears throat> um, a company that is involved in those computers regularly. And, <laughs> yes. Uh, their video presentation software virtually that is widely used during the mm. last couple of years. Mm -hmm. We were doing a show for their team and it was on dev machines. And so it force updated in the middle of their show and they lost their noodle and they were like, why is this? And they were, you know, hollering and yelling. We were like, huh? If only there was somebody that could solve this problem for us. And they were like, just gasket blown. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's your rig. <laughs> there's an upside. And in that moment. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, there's an upside and a downside to client owned machines. Right. Totally. And they didn't fix it. We'd, we'd there's also it. generally a gap between the people who code and the people who use it. A thousand percent, dude. A thousand percent. Yeah. That's who little, would ever use this feature? Well, it looks good on paper. <laughs> right. Totally. That's like one of the things comparing console manufacturers is you can tell which ones the users and the engineers sit together in the same room and hash it out, and which ones the users make a list, give it to somebody mm -hmm. who gives it to the engineers, who builds it and passes it back the other direction. And I'm not I'm not gonna yeah. name brand names because I have friends at all of them, but if you've used most of the live console brands, you know which are which. Yeah. I I don't miss the days we used to cram this show into a console. Um, those were the bad days. Uh, on All the right, flip for side... Us, for us non-QSIS users, what does QSIS do for you that a console does not? How does that make your day more flexible or easier or better? So um, we used to run this show uh, through a Yamaha CL5, which meant uh, using every mix and matrix and stereo and mono bus to just get content and vocals together. And was that one um, for the whole train or one per car? One for the whole train. Got it. Everybody um, listening can relate to a maxed out CL5. Everybody. Yes. So you, we, we're already on the same page now. Right. Um, so we, uh, you know, and a couple times the Magic Smoke came out and we wanted to be able to, you know, process things beyond <laughs> right. EQ. Um, totally. You couldn't, we couldn't actually add reverb to vocals because there's no way to put them. <laughs> Anywhere, sure. Um, 
you know, uh, so QSIS as kind of the the blank box that it arrives in allows you to really organize ways in your your wildest dreams can imagine. Um, so for us, it is a the 128 ins outs of Dante that come in very handy, um, but also the the sheer amount of processing that I have in line on the mics individually and then as a whole per car is high. Um, Dude, that's awesome. It's disgusting, almost to say. Um, but also, again, that that user that user ability uh, to gather more data on the show to so that the technician isn't waiting for actors to tell them what is wrong is honestly my favorite part because it used to be only like uh, actor would pick up a, a radio in the a vestibule and say, hey, we have no mics in car 3A. And it's like, oh, now I know that 10 minutes later, it's going to take me five minutes to walk there through you know, two shows to get to the third show. And um, so by the time the show is over, maybe we know what, what mics are bad versus you know, they see battery, and they see network, and, and, and it's all kind of in one spot, just in, insane. So, Dude, in, cool. so in the Railway Authority won't let you Indiana Jones off the top of the train to get to it faster? Only once. <laughs> We're developing Challenge a nice list accepted. of things you only get to do once. <laughs> that is very on brand for me. Challenge accepted. Yeah, it. Um, I. One of the things we we do every year, and I think this year is the first year I've actually gotten it right. Is there's um, cues that are also taken off the train, so there's platform like music and scenes that happen, uh, and trying to keep the train and the platform in sync has always been interesting. We've tried to shoot Wi-Fi off the train to keep QLab in sync, uh, but doing. Wi-Fi in a rail yard with a bunch of reflective surfaces has never been <laughs> exciting. Piece of cake, bro. Um, so this year, uh, with much trial and error, uh, we're actually using wireless DMX to trigger QLab. Okay. Um, which is not native to QLab. I had to write a max patch to scrape the data and to trigger OSC. That's fine. Don't worry about that. Um, now Andy's starting to pant a little bit. You can see him getting excited. <laughs> Just careful, though. Careful, panic. How much, you should panic. panic. <laughs> Somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. But, uh, you know, it's, it's not only what's on the train, but also off the train. Uh, and, and mounting an antenna to the outside of the train was a large discussion. <laughs> to yeah, get an antenna I, out of the train. I can only imagine what those rules are. <laughs> they're, um, they're best when not asked, is what we learned. There you so, go. Permission better, versus better forgiveness. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. relate to that too. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the one part of this whole conversation I did understand was, you know, beg for forgiveness for the NAS for permission. Got there it. You go. Cool. I'm just kidding. We, that, that's, we don't that, any... that's a really good implementation of that. That's awesome. That QSIS yeah. just was like, oh, man, we could solve all our problems with this one little hub of the whole thing. You know, and it, that is, again, one of those situations where um, that was a 2020, we tried to do a like a walkthrough experience that kind of fell through, but I designed it and bid it, so I still count it as a year. Um, got paid. It it worked. Uh, but 2021, we did a big content refresh uh, coming out of the pandemic, and then I did a big system redesign. And one of those things was how do we do this more efficiently? And turning to the producer and saying, "Hey, listen, what if we just didn't have a console?" And you know, after his eyes glazed over for 10 seconds, he was like, "If you think we can do it, then we'll try it." But isn't a I mean, I don't really know. It's an honest question. Isn't the QSIS box significantly less expensive than a CL5? 
to rent, it, I don't think it really matters. Um, but when you don't know that technology, it is a, probably a terrifying leap to trust. Yeah, because it's not just the cost. It's the, can we figure out how to program it to do what we need? Can we hire people who know how to run the thing? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Because everybody can fire off a CL5 and kind of start out a corporate kind of show that yeah because yeah, it's like that's the difference between like a QSIS and like an XTA or a Galaxy or, or Galileo is those are fixed input, fixed output, fixed processing chain throughout. QSIS or Symmetrics or any of those is a box that the only limit is is DSP power and at a certain point input and output count. And those are generally depending on the unit you're using, somewhat flexible. And then yeah. in between that Nothing will go anywhere till you tell it to go. You could wire the input straight to the output, or you could put five levels of matrices, EQ, automatic feedback eliminators, gain sharing auto mixers, anything and everything in between. You can write scripts that'll do all sorts of weird stuff that they don't do natively. There's crazy amounts. Of power you can it. write scripts that'll do stuff. I could not write scripts to do that. I, I, can, I believe in you. I can. <laughs> I can Google how to find bits of scripts to try and reverse engineer to do. It. I can Google I your can phone ask, number to call you or Joe to sort it out. <laughs> I can ask ChatGPT to write a script. It's fine. There you go. Totally. Oh, that's Dude, that's awesome. sweet. That's that's a super cool solution and what a fun show, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, that's I mean, like I I'm actually I might have to talk to you about seeing if if we can come check it out uh, in Jersey since we're not too far away. But I encourage anybody who's listening to this. Particularly if you have kids, like go check it out. It really is, you know, incredible to talk about the technical side and 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 those things. But at the end of the day, like the first ride with passengers and and seeing, you know, just the children lose their minds. Not to get all weepy, but like, you know, to to build a place that is for families to have that moment, just kind of away from the world. Absolutely. Year after year, I mean, it's when we when we canceled in 2020 in Chicago, like the amount of like outpour from the community that was, we have done this every like it is our family tradition now yeah. to do this. Like that is Dude, what we totally. do, yeah. And that is wild. Yeah, that, that was the thing I I remember going through when I did Sesame Street Live too. Was like the first arena as it happened that I mixed it in because I was a replacement mid tour was the mm-hmm. arena I saw that show in as a kid, and it was like yeah, it's yeah. a surreal moment. And it's like I I joke that those ten months were the longest four and a half years of my life. <laughs> but what kept you what kept you going through most of it was yeah the like the kids and the families and just seeing that joy and being a part of that. Um, yeah, the the and, last month, what got us kept us going was that we were finishing with two weeks in Honolulu with four days off in the middle. Hey. But up until then, it was the kids, totally the kids. <laughs> yeah, and it's there. I think this show more than any of the other one I do. Um, <clears throat> I feel this that like all of this work is really in collaboration with the actors, not directly. But like seeing the amount not only of like in your face time, because again, they are never not in the middle of a train car surrounded by people. Um, but especially the Santas and some of the, the main traveling characters, like some of the the improv work they've done to include, you know, uh children with ADA disabilities and 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 these moments, these like I lists of times that Santa has totally walked in to do his big moment and actually just like blew off the script and like walked over to a child whose name he got ahead of time. And like, I've been waiting to see you and the whole family cries and 
the child loses their mind and it's like worth it worth all of it, it that's killer it, dude i may have been you know crying in the corner of a vestibule 30 a minutes ago but this percent. is awesome and and thank you for all thank you for doing work like this so it makes it worth it for me and that is that is great dude that's totally awesome. that's killer and that like watching all your hard work come together after months and months for a moment like that you're like worth it yeah. worth every freaking minute of it how cool and that's awesome because you know you're tired for a week but i'll remember that forever and that's yep totally what cities yeah. are you in again uh we are currently in chicago whippany new jersey just outside of new york oklahoma city and paris california cool well right check now, it I out yeah, and I mean, Get normally, and go have some fun, people. Yeah, like uh, normally we would like wrap up with some sort of other wrap up question, but I feel like that's the perfect moment to just <laughs> tie a bow on and finish the holiday episode up. Cool. Yeah. Well, Joe, thanks Great. for coming and hanging out and making bad jokes with us. We appreciate you, dude. What hey, thank a you so freaking much. Cool show you've got, man. How rad. Yeah, that's we've <laughs> talked about some like some wild things here, but this is this is the first train show, and I think that's it's yeah, that was really cool. Um, yeah, so this has been another episode of Signal to Noise, uh, part of the Pro Sound Web Podcast Network with me, Andy Levis. Sean Walker. And our guest, Joe Palermo. And uh, keep on keep on hanging out, and we'll catch you next week. Totally. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thank and, you so much. Uh, check out some of the other podcasts on the Pro Sound Web Podcast Network. We've got Live Sound Boot Camp with Ryan John and some homies talking about mixing. And uh, I think they've got a church one going, too, right? With Believe so. Yeah, I mean, and and I just on Lifestyle Bootcamp, I want to say, like, I bootcamp, I'm like, oh, I don't need that. I've been doing this for 20 years and didn't listen to it for the longest time. And then somebody mentioned one thing on one episode, and I went back and listened to it and immediately downloaded and queued up every other episode. There's so much there. Mind you, if if you're playing the Ryan John drinking game, uh, I, yeah, I think you got you got to step away from it during those episodes because you'll be blitzed within 10 minutes. Since yeah, you got to put your cup down, bro. Yeah. But uh, but <laughs> yeah, so yeah, while you're waiting for us to come out next week, if, if you haven't check, checked those out, go check those out. And otherwise, we'll see you on the next one. Later, y'all. <laughs> see, before we even got it rolling, we got a blooper already. I love it. Hey. <laughs>